Welcome everybody to the GBO podcast where we're talking Gamecock basketball only. Brought to you by Modern Exterminating. We know what bugs you. As always, I'm Sumter. And I'm Bryce. And Sumter, how are you doing this week? Not great. Tell I'm, me about your feelings. I'm a little upset. A little bit. You I got a little upset on Twitter. You don't you don't scream sometimes watching the Gamecocks men play? I I I actually surprisingly didn't scream at all. I just raged watched the last like Eight minutes of that basketball game. Eight minutes of regulation. Of and the overtime. Georgia game you're talking about. Of the Georgia game I'm talking about. At yeah. what point do you stop blaming officiating and just blame your team for squandering a 12-point lead with seven minutes to go? I, it's a little bit of both. Like, we squandered a lead against Kentucky, but that's not what we talked about on the Kentucky pod. But we held on for when, and that's what right. it matters is winning. That's right. However, if... Every official in Rupp had decided that they were going to just save Cal's job. Then you have a right to get angry. It was a terribly officiated game. It was a terribly officiated game and a terribly officiated end of the game. It was just a ref show. They couldn't get out of their own way. They were making it about them. It was terrible. Is Hayden Brown getting Chris Silva calls? Well, he's playing center. He's 6'6". 6'5". (laughs) Sure. If I stood up next to him, I'm probably pretty close to him at six yeah. four and a half. Yeah, and so like I mean, we could talk like like the end of the Georgia game. <clears throat> we closed with the small lineup in of Gigi. Well, Jacoby Hayden. Wright was playing oh, yeah. some sweet minutes. Yes, absolutely. But but we closed with the small lineup in of Gigi Hayden, Chico, Michi, and Jacoby Wright. I like the small lineup. I like trying it, and. In the last four minutes of the game, every point they scored was a layup, a dunk, or a free throw. And they did pick and roll, and Hayden Brown got abused. Yeah. For alley-oops. Just, or... just, just for alley-oops. It was just alley-oops, and, and, and it was just... And Paris needed to put Gray back in. And honestly, the only reason we were in it in overtime is because Hayden Brown found out. Now, he played a hell of a basketball game. Played good. All right? And so could I have played wanna... better on defense, but overall, great offensive well, game. yeah. He could also be 6'10". He wouldn't be here if he was six ten. That's true. He'd be at Kentucky or Duke, but but like he like like he's he's not. He's 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 six five trying to play center in the SEC. You know, and I will say this: we got up early in that game. It's the same pot. And it was it was because Jacoby Wright was making threes. I mean, we were shooting fifty percent from three. I think we had what threes? threes. Yeah. Could yeah. make a 14-3, and that's what yeah. we needed to have a chance to win. That's true. That's true. But, but like, we're going to do the same pod tonight that we've done for the past month. Well, we're going to have to shake it up then. Right. Well, I'm going to I'm gonna bash the referees in Athens at least a little bit. All right. Okay. But, but like, we're going to do the same pod that we've done for the past month because we don't have a center. We get abused down low. If we make threes, we're in the game. Which we did, which we did on Saturday, and we didn't do. Was it Tuesday that we Wednesday. played Wednesday that we didn't do on Wednesday, and um, and therefore we were in the game in Athens, couldn't pull it out. We're going to talk about that for a little bit, and then we're going to talk about how the women are great. That's a pod. <laughs> it's the GBO pod. <laughs> that's it. That's that. That's that's basketball. Like, I don't know what else to say, man. Well, let's talk about Wednesday real quick. Sure. So we played down in Gainesville. When when we had our old coaching regime, we would win a few down in Gainesville time after time. Yeah, and, we would also lose some. 
And, um, you know, it's very interesting. We mentioned that because F- Florida's former coach is Georgia's new head basketball coach. Usually you don't see coaches stay in the same conference and leave an SEC school for another SEC school. I'm trying to think. You can't even tell me his name, can you? Come You're on. looking it up right now. I have to. <laughs> I believe he came from Louisiana Tech. I, don't know, I can't think of his name. Yeah. But he was at Florida and they wanted him out of there. Right. I, I, it, he I'm had a good a Elite Eight year against I'm, us. I'm drawing a blank. I'm drawing a blank. Yeah. Anyway, he's some guy and he wasn't good to, worth remembering because he, I think he only had an Elite Eight that one year and when we beat him. When we beat him, yeah. And he didn't do much, you know, and it's hard following Billy Donovan. Yeah, that's true. They named the court after him. But anyway, we go down to Florida, and we stink it up. Yeah. From start to finish. Yeah. We get some garbage minutes, you know, points and garbage time. And we make it, I think it was 81 to 60. I was just happy to get to 60. Yeah. Because it's some of these games where if we're not breaking 70, we're not winning. And That's the formula. Right. If our big three don't score... A lot, you know, double digit points, and we don't make it to seventy. We're not going to win that SEC game. No, not at all. And um, especially when we're, especially when we're, when we're not playing our best defensive lineup. And what is our best defensive lineup? Any lineup that has Josh Gray in it. Well, he started against Georgia. We played better. We had a great first half. It reminded me of the Kentucky game a little bit. I got a question. When did Josh Gray? Start. How many games did Josh Gray started this season? Three? Three or four. Three or four. The yeah. first one was Kentucky. He did. And and I'm, I bet he started some out-of-conference ones. Let's simply focus on SEC play here. Like, like in SEC games, he started against Kentucky. I think he started against Missouri. And and he started he started against Georgia. And Mike White was the Florida coach. I knew that. Georgia. I knew that. But anyway... No, Josh Gray needs to start, and I think I've said this a few times. He needs to play 36-plus minutes as long as he stays out of foul trouble. Sure. And somebody actually, I was talking about this on Twitter. I forget who it was, but somebody made a comment to me about how, like, not starting, like, I, I, I was like, we need to start Josh Gray. This I think this was either, this was a week or so ago. And and their their take was, nah, he'd just have three fouls in the first five minutes. Okay. And I think he actually, What's the difference? What's the difference, though? Like, if you start Josh Gray and he picks up three fouls in the first five minutes and as a result he only plays 12 minutes a game, that's what Lamont's doing anyway. Well, or what we did against Florida is we played Hayden Brown on their 6'11 star center. And no offense to Hayden, he just got abused. That guy was the best player on the court. And it yes. made me very made me want to scream and punch my TV because they would just lob it down to him. And Hayden would either had to foul or it was an easy four put four foot put in. Josh Gray in the Florida game played 21 minutes. You ready for the stat line? Okay. Played 21 minutes, 13 rebounds, 11 points. And that was Florida? That was against Florida. Okay. Like four other guys played more. Like why is he only playing 21 minutes? I don't think it was foul trouble. I don't know. I'm just. He had three fouls. He had three I fouls. I don't call foul trouble until four. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, because like e- even if you get into foul trouble in the first half, if you stay out of foul trouble in the second half, you can get to thirty minutes. You know what I mean? Like like and and if you only have three fouls, you're not in foul trouble in the second half. But in that Florida game, Michi, have you noticed that Michi either comes out shooting early and gets rolling, or he's kind of passive? And that was that that Florida game, and it wasn't it it, it didn't feel like Michi, like yeah, he hadn't been hot in a while, and because of that. You know, you. I think you need Michi to lead the show, which gets Hayden going, which gets G, uh, Gigi going. And that Florida game, we were slow out the gate. And, I mean, Sumter, I don't think this is breaking news, but once we get down 15 or 20 points, is it fair to say that 99% of the time we're not coming back once we're down 15 or 20 points? 99%. There's yeah, always this, those times this, this you get down 16 and you get you cut it to four or five. This, this team's not coming back. You, like, like, yeah. And I guess we kind of knew this a little bit going into the year that, you know, we're not going to bash Lamont. This is no. his first year. He inherited a crapshoot. No. Time out. I am going to bash Lamont. I'm going to bash Lamont for, for one thing, and that is I do not believe he pe- plays his best lineups. I do not believe he starts his best lineups. I don't believe he, he is playing his best lineup. And for that, I'm going to bash him. Everything else, I'm not going to bash him. But But this team could be better. Well, what if he's just trying to figure it out? That's possible. He could be trying to just figure it out. But we're in February. About to be in February. Yeah. You know, and... It, and But just... I, it was clear. Like, like in, in, in at the end of the Georgia game, right? They get back in the game and take the lead by abusing us inside. Right? Yeah. And, and, the, and take advantage of our lazy passes, which makes me cuss so many yeah. times. And at, the, and at the end of regulation, after Hayden Brown fouls out, Josh Gray comes in. They can't get anything inside on their last possession. It's a great defensive set. This team is actually a very, very good defensive team when Josh Gray is in the game. He affects the basket. Yeah. Uh, at the end of overtime, he kept us in the game. Right? He he. Um, it, well, well, yeah, he had a block, and then they called it a jump ball. The, well, he had a block, and he got the rebound, and they called it a jump ball when it should have been a foul. Yes. Right? And when it should have been a foul, and then and then so they got the ball back, and he blocked another kid's shot again, and and like and that would just been a dunk if uh, if we had been running the small lineup, and so like he's got to play, and I like Hayden Brown, I like Gigi Jackson, I like our six guys, okay, like like there's six guys on this team. And uh, we're going to need to take a minute at some point to talk about Jacoby Wright. Yep. Because we almost win in Georgia Saturday night. Because of him. Because of Jacoby Wright. I mean, he he hit like four threes in the second half. He's come a very long way from his long freshman year. Way. He was kind of shy or, I don't like to say scared, not ready. Yeah. Last year. And this year he seems very polished. Yeah. He's, he he's won that polished. Kentucky game late with the hit hit those two big free and throws. got that steal and got that steal. Yeah, like he he just he he's play he plays. I just wish he was taller. He's six two. Well, you know, like no, he's the right size for his position. Okay, he's a point guard. He's just gonna be a point guard. Yeah, right. And and he's he's I actually, guess AJ Lawson and PJ Dozier six sixes don't grow in trees. That's that's true. But but like even if we have a taller guard. We can like imagine him being able to play with AJ Lawson and just letting Lawson play the two and letting and letting Jacoby Wright run the point. Yeah, you know, like it's 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 six two's fine for a point guard, and he's just gonna be a point guard. 
and he's going to be a competent point guard. He he is he is he has become a competent SEC point guard to where he could become a above average to really good SEC point guard by the time his career is over. And uh, he was not there last year at all. He was not like like he he. Well, he, Frank didn't play him, and if he yeah. did, it was like four minutes a game. Yeah, and so he he just wasn't there last year. And the the consistent minutes, I think Paris. I I hope that Paris is going to be better at developing players uh, than Frank was. And um, and if his and if Jacoby Wright's development is a sign of anything about you, you know it's that Paris might be able to be successful here because there's a lot of things you, you know this is we're in no man's land here where it's just like, at what point do we, do we blame this on Paris? At what point do we blame this on just a, the, the revolving door of teams that we had after the final four um, to, to where we're, we're just, we're just having a really down season because we, we have no depth, a couple of years of bad recruiting, you know, like a couple of years of losing all kinds of guys to the transfer portal, even before they all left when we fired Frank, you know, like, like it, that could be the reason. It could be that Paris wasn't able to turn it around quick enough. Obviously, he's going to get another year or two. He'll get a few years, but yeah. he he has to hit the portal. I mean, we've said this last couple pods. He has to hit it hard and hit on two or three transfers. He's got to get two or three good guys yeah. because he's losing Gigi and Hayden. Is there At, any way Gigi can come back? I mean, he can. Yeah, he can. But but he's not going to. Like like. We, we can't try to talk. We can't try to talk ourselves. Guy into, out of a lottery pick. Yeah, he, he's a lottery pick. We can't try to talk ourselves into Gigi Jackson when he's going to be a lottery pick. I mean, AJ Lawson left early to not get drafted. PJ Dozier left early to get drafted fifty seventh. Like PJ Dozier did not get drafted. That was Thornwell. Dozier got. They were in the same free- draft. Excuse me. Yep. Like like PJ Dozier and AJ Lawson both left to not get drafted if they were Gigi they would have left as freshmen you know like the the, the money's just there well we didn't think Rattler was going to come back for football so anything can happen but it's hard to turn down a lot of money that's true and also, he's getting paid also there's a he gets them in NIL factor here there's also just a massive difference what's that Spencer Rattler wasn't going to be one of the first 15 picks in the NFL draft you're 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 speaking the truth <laughs> he what round was Spencer, but he has a garnet G-wagon what 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 round was Spencer Rattler going to go in if he what was he projected sixth it? or seventh round sixth or seventh round you know like like so yes he's coming back like that's a smart decision right do you know who's going to be a sixth or seventh round pick? Oh, we're about to talk football on the pod here. Do you know who's going to be a sixth or seventh round pick and then came back for his last for his COVID year? Kenny Pickett. Kenny Small Hands Pickett. Yes, yeah. Kenny Pickett at Pitt was was going to was projected at the end of his senior season, then coming back for this extra year, just like what Rattler's doing. Um, Kenny Pickett was going to be a, a sixth or seventh round pick, and he ended up turning himself into an NFL first rounder and a Heisman. And Heisman finalist with with having one good year. Jackson doesn't need to do that. If Pickett was going to be a first round pick, he would have gone. If Rattler was going to be a first round pick, he would have gone. And so like fans begging Gigi to be loyal to the school. Every single person is going to leave in Gigi's position if he's going to get guaranteed. If he's going to get a guaranteed three year rookie deal in, in the NBA, it's just you don't pass that up. 
It's you just don't. It is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. Is it? It's, it's nice we're, to hope, though, right? We're Georgia with. Um, oh, I forgot his. What Anthony is, Richardson. That thing? Edwards. Anthony Edwards. Wow. Anthony Richardson's the Florida quarterback. <laughs> we're all over the place. <laughs> we're all over the place tonight. We, we 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 do not claim to be an accredited podcast. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. But but that's who we are this year. We're Georgia with Anthony Edwards, and Gigi Jackson is going to leave just like Anthony Edwards did. Well, next year there's one difference between us and that Georgia team. What's that? We've won more SEC games than that Georgia team did. Did they not even win one? I don't think they won one. We need to look that up. Yeah. Because it's with your boy, Tom Crean. Oh, I hate Tom Crean. What's Tom Crean doing right now? Is he some NBA I analyst somewhere? Or a, co- he's, or a college analyst. I don't or know. Or is he living on a lake in Athens? He's, he's made a lot of money. They still paying him? Probably. He and, he and Muschamp are just hanging out on a lake in Athens, some, if outside I, Athens if somewhere. I, <laughs> if I saw them in a video just, you know, enjoying the lake in Athens... That would be that'd be it'd be interesting. <laughs> anyway, we've got a we've got a gone round the bend here on the on the Gamecock basketball only podcast. But so sorry. All of that was related to Gigi Jackson coming back next season. Well, so, South Carolina right now is one and seven in the league and eight and thirteen, and yeah. we're dead last. And guess who we're playing on Tuesday night? A team that we're State. tied with. That's dead last, tied dead last with us at one and seven, Mississippi State. Hey, we got a shot at winning a game. It should be. It should be a competitive game. It should but, be. But it all depends who shows up, and that's it is what it is with this yeah. team this year. Are they going to show up and be competitive? Are they going to get the beat out of them? The other thing is that the Mississippi State basketball podcast only. What's that? Is talking about how we are an easy win. They're playing a winnable game. And that this week they they're also playing a winnable game is is what it is, and that's what it is, you know. But uh, but back to the Georgia game a little bit. We sure. didn't really talk about this. Sure. Um, there's a handful like we kind of just shifted into this from from the Florida game. But the end of the Georgia game, like it was a very very poorly officiated game. There was a lot of comments on the officiating. Yes, it was a very very poorly officiated game. In the last in in there's a there's a foul called on Hayden Brown at the end of regulation that allowed them to shoot two free throws and take the lead. Um, and uh, it wasn't a foul. It fouled Hayden Brown out, which which even though it did mean we had to play Josh Gray, hurt us because Hayden was having a great game. But also, what then happens next on the other end of the court, like Gigi scores and straight up travels. It looked like he took three steps it and it was like- a genuine Genuous three steps. Yeah, like like it was a it was a he tried to finger roll from the foul line, but he knew those refs weren't going to call it. That that, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Hayden Brown should have known those refs were going to call it. (laughs) Uh, But but so anyway, but so one of the things I want to talk about because it made me it, it might be the thing that made me the most angry. The Hayden Brown foul happens with 53 seconds on the clock. Okay. Or 51 seconds. It's like 51 seconds are on the clock. Okay? Right? It's 73 to 71. What should we do? Score a bucket. Quickly. We should go two for one. That is your favorite play in basketball. It, it, it's a free possession. It's a free possession. All right? 
Like, like you should do. Did we go for a two for one? We did not. Gigi took, we, we waited to get, when Gigi got the ball, he drove and he ended up doing that finger roll thing. But it, it was with like five seconds left on the shot clock. And there was like 29 seconds left in the game. And now, had we gone for a two for one and then played the rest of the, and, and had the, the, the remainder of the game play out the way that it did, how nice would it have been for Zach Davis to have, have a couple of extra seconds? Just two more, maybe just, one more second. Just two more seconds. We win the game by going two for one. Like like just two more seconds. You know, just so so Gigi scores, it's it's uh uh they come down 73, we 73. Run, and we run a great set. Lamont let's, let's let, you gotta give credit to Lamont. I'm praising Lamont right now. He we calls a, great a double set. team and Georgia freaked out and didn't know what to do. And you know why he was able to call that double team? What's that? Because Josh Gray was under the post, and if they got beat, they were gonna have to make a shot and weren't getting a free layup. And that's why they were able to trap. Because it, because they weren't going inside on Gray to to take a shot. Uh, I'm I'm gonna come back to it every time. He he anchors our defense. Every time there's a dunk or a layup, just look at who's playing center, and it's probably Hayden Brown who shouldn't be playing. Josh center. Gray does not get dunked on a lot. No, I guess it's hard when you're you know seven yes. foot two fifty. It's hard to get dunked it, on. It, 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 yes, there is a reason that seven foot guys get recruited when they can't catch the ball. And well, Josh Gray can catch the ball now. Yeah, he can. He, he there was probably a period of time in Josh Gray's collegiate career, career. Some of that even happened at the University of South Carolina. I think he last had year. one arm. He had one arm and a cast, and he could probably. It, you know, he, it was hard to catch. It the was ball hard with. to catch the ball, but he still played SEC basketball with one arm and a cast because because it's hard to dunk on a seven foot guy with one arm and a cast. Well, Sumter. At the end of the day, we lose. And over time, yeah. how, do, how do we fix it this year? <laughs> Play Josh Gray. <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> yes. How about make buckets? Got to make yes. more buckets. So, again, we're going on stretches. Right. Can't score. Let me actually answer the question. Okay. Okay. All right. So we have to, we have to be willing to run a lineup in crunch time that is – that doesn't have that that ha, like if if Michi's cold, we have to be we have to be willing to take him out of the game in crunch time, All right? What what we should have been playing down the stretch. Michi's the only one that can control the ball and not that, get it stolen. Incorrect. Jacoby Wright can't. Well, he got it stolen late. He did get it stolen, but Michi got it stolen too. They were running. They were running a really good trap on us. All right. It makes you want to scream, though, doesn't it? It does. It does. But but Can't just get like, the ball past half court. But but it's it's almost like it, it. Paris is enjoying. Paris clearly likes Jacoby Wright. Sure. And there's a lot to like. He's been good this season. Um, but as a result, that means that he's gonna go from seven feet to six two. Because he's keeping the other four in. He's keeping Chico, Michi, Hayden, and Gigi in the game. And he's got to be willing to run a lineup for a for a spell that that potentially has like like when they were pressing us like that, what we should have done was taken out Gigi or Hayden for a minute or two, then sub then sub the other one in for the other. Like like it keeps it it, it potentially keeps especially with Hayden with four fouls. You know, like like maybe down the stretch, just not play Hayden. 
I don't know. Sumter, can they um, throw you a little cash, and you could maybe be an assistant on I the would, side? I would do it. I would do it for free. For free, you would come down from the stands and yeah, give them some pointers at least for the two for one. Yeah, the two for one would happen. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, uh, um, who, who was it? There, there's a. I, I think it was. I think it was uh, Salicano. Um, who who's the does the gambling podcast with Bill Simmons okay. used to joke for the longest time that every NFL team should employ a 14 year old kid who plays Madden to to call timeouts and that the head coach can't call a timeout as, as just the timeout guy. And it's a volunteer position because they know when to call them. To end the game from a clock management standpoint, yeah, I'd go, I'd do that. I would I would be happy to go sit behind Paris and just be like two for one, two for one, two for one, go two for one, and two just, for one, and just be the two for one guy. Be more than happy to do that. How much time's left? Forty five seconds. Two, two for, for one. one. <laughs> you only have to you. It, it's it's like a it's the perfect it's the perfect gig as an assistant. You, you know you 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 go go two for one. Okay, I'm going on break. I'll see you in twenty minutes. In, I'll see you in twenty game minutes. Sumter, you know, we got Mississippi State, we got Arkansas Saturday. Are we going to win a game this week? No. I hope we can win Tuesday. Arkansas is good. Arkansas is good. Tuesday, we Mississippi got a shot. State's winnable. We got a shot at it. But they're at home. Tuesday. Anything can happen in the SEC. They just beat TCU with your boy, Johnny Dixon. <laughs> did you do that on purpose? I did. Uh, people are going to think you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Dixon is the head coach of TCU. Is Johnny his brother? No, he doesn't have a brother. <laughs> Named Slick Rick. Stop. <laughs> anyway, uh, but uh, but so uh, TCU has a good college basketball team this season. Mississippi State just went in there and beat them. What's Ben Hallen up to lately? Uh, he was he was at the uh, uh, Saturday. He was getting honored at the at the Pete at the University of Pittsburgh. You're you're driving this train in the in a pit direction this week, and it's weird. I just so, know someone so, that went there. So some of the listeners are going to think this is a strange pod. Like these guys have a lot of Gamecock knowledge, but they also have an interesting thought process with the University of Pittsburgh. That's right. Anyway, let's, let's see. Hopefully, next week we're talking something positive about the men. Yeah. Well, I think we had a lot to talk about positive. So today. modern exterminating, we know what bugs you was the officiating, SEC officiating in that yes. Georgia game. That's yes. what was bothering you this week. Yeah, it was a ton of the, the, like like um, the the jump ball foul calls on Gray. Like one of them, he got mugged. Like like at the at, at the end of the game when we were down by three in overtime, he literally got strangled, and they called a jump ball. Meanwhile, they he, fed off the fans. Yeah. Yeah, and, oh, and the announcers were just loving it. Oh, and not being able to review the out of bounds play, like yeah, they were like the, review, Michi was like review, review. Yeah, like, like Michi the guy, and the guy hit was like the this. ball. Michi hit the ball, and it hit the Georgia player's leg in front of the referee, and just rolled. It touched the Georgia player like three times, and then bounced out of bounds. And they call it, and they call it. Um, I thought those are automatically reviewable. It was two minutes left in overtime, and I thought that was on. Yeah, I think all of overtime's reviewable. So so there was I remember looking at the clock and there was it was like two minutes and seven seconds left in overtime, and so I know that it's only like the last two minutes in right? regulation. In regulation, and so and so I I didn't know the overtime rules. Sure. All of overtime should be reviewable. We should also give the players additional fouls once we get to overtime. You need to you know be an NCAA official and you know change the change the rules. Couldn't do worse. 
Couldn't do worse. All right. On to something positive. We have to end each every show by talking about the women because they yeah. at least they salvage your Sundays. It's, Every it, time there's a tough Saturday, the, they the women the, that come out there and say, you know what? It's Sunday. It's game day. They are a palate cleanse. I will tell you. So it's fantastic. They had a bye, you know, bye week on Thursday. They come out Sunday and another competitive game against an SEC team on the road. And, you know, we've been struggling a little bit on starts on the road. And, again, we're getting everyone's best shot, which is, I think, like the thing I say every week. But, um, you know, our – Cook didn't have it today, scoring nope. wise. Nope. And Bree Hall did. Yeah. Aaliyah Boston. They need her to shine, and guess what she does? She shined. She shines. Yeah. And then the writers, the the national writers that say that she's you know not having a great year. Who cares? They shut up after that. Yeah. Anyway, but Bree Hall and then Raven Johnson, she's playing like the best point guard in the SEC, and she's not even really the starting point guard. I know. Yeah. <laughs> but she is. Fully healthy and dominant, just like we thought she was going to be last year until she got injured. Yeah. She is shining now, and it's... And Bree Hall having a good sophomore year, too. And I, think, and I think someone else had this on Twitter. This team can win 20 different ways. This team, who... And that guess what happens when you have 12 or 13 McDonald's All-Americans. Well, so we we kind of did this, and, and a little bit of this was going on, um, at least in the first half. They played a much better second half today, but but... But some of the same things was going on in the first half where they were struggling offensively. And it just, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And I'll complain about something on this team once they lose. But 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 if they don't lose, I don't care. Like, I don't care. If they want to go win 10 to 2 and block a thousand shots and only make five. Sign me up. <laughs> well, they've won 27 in a row, a school record. Yeah. It's yeah. Pretty, it's pretty good. The, the, all right. So I'm pretty sure this is true. The last three games that this team has lost, how many points has it been by? Three. Total. Three. Yeah. Three. All right. Now, of these three, they've, they've literally, the last three games that they've lost, this is going back to Boston's sophomore year, the final four loss to Stanford. Right. Okay. All right. So, since the final four, so in the final four loss to Stanford, she has that famous little putback right. that she just missed. Right. Okay. That, that has, that, that people, that she, she could go on to do whatever she wants to do in the WNBA. People will still be talking about this for sure. some reason. Since that loss in Stanford, they've lost at Missouri, at the buzzer, by one. And they lost in the SEC Tournament Championship game to Kentucky last year, at the buzzer, by one. That's it. That's two years. You know, we got to look this up. The, if they combine the points since that um, Final Four loss to Stanford, just how many points we've scored and how many points we've given up, it has to be... Oh my God! Triple, the plus minus. The plus like, minus would the, the, be the, stupid. <laughs> we need we need some I, we need I our statisticians like, to look that up. I would like to. It, it, I bet it's out there. I mean, well, well, we could the, the 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 points differential is definitely out there. Somebody's got that, okay? And so what we can do, and since that was the la- and since that Stanford game was the last season, was the last game of Cook and Boston's sophomore year, then we can just add the point differential from last season. To the point differential from this season, it's. It, <laughs> I mean, they've only they've only lost by two. 
So nothing to complain about for the women this week? Nothing to complain. Nothing's bugging me. Nothing ever bugs me. I don't care. I don't care how many shots they miss. I don't care how many they make. It's fun. I I, I enjoy when, when players like Bree Hall have good games. Um, I think Bree Hall is a key for this team winning the national championship. 21 and 0, 9 and 0 in conference. Yeah. Um she um uh if if you remember part one of those wins was at Stanford this year. Correct. And, Great game. And in overtime, it was Bree Hall show. Two three-pointers. Bree Hall knocks down two three-pointers. We you need know, her today. She she's the best she's the best three-point shooter on the team unless Cooks feeling it. But like, right. like it, it's like Chico's the best three-point shooter on the men's team unless Michi's feeling it. Right. Like like, uh, but uh, but but Bree Hall's the best three point shooter on the team, and we need her to be a regular in the offense. And when we're not scoring, we need her to come in and start knocking down some shots. Well, the women have some interesting games coming up. You ready for their next couple games? It's it's a fun little run we've got. So you here. got Kentucky at home on Thursday, which is you know they're down, but you know would be a nice revenge game. We beat them in it um in Lexington already. Yeah, but we, but they played they we, played they played us pretty well in Lexington. They were winning at halftime, weren't they? Yeah, it, I think we'll take it to them on Thursday. But then we play at UConn on Sunday. It's mm. here, and guess what? They've only been playing six players and occasionally a seventh. They played their starters the whole game, and guess what? They gonna get tired when they play us. I can't wait. Yeah. And it's time for us to win in stores. It is time to us yeah. to win in stores. If, oh, just. I want to take it to him too. I want to take it to him as well. I now Gino and UConn beat um, Tennessee, I think, by almost twenty points at yeah. Tennessee. I w- you know what? I'll give I'll give Gino and UConn some credit here. Okay, their team has been hurt all, all season for two, for two years. For two years, they're they're they almost won. The, the, had it not been for going up against Dawn's juggernaut. In the, they in, probably would have won the title if we were with there. their with their best player on one leg, right? You know, and um, and and then this year w- without that best player for the whole season, and then without uh, Fudd's out now, isn't she? She's out for an undisclosed amount of time, and so which like, makes it sound like she will not be back for our game. Yeah, although that things, would all, things always get healed right before big games, though. Yeah, 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 that. That sounds. It wouldn't like, surprise me that they're holding her out just for our game. Yeah, and then gonna make it, and then and then they're gonna practice all this week, knowing that she's gonna play. They'll make the announcement at game time, and stores will be going crazy when she's in the starting lineup. Well, it's gonna be fun for the women, and again, nothing to complain about because they win in every form or fashion. Right, and correct me if I'm wrong. Yep. That we we then have LSU the next Sunday. The following Sunday, LSU comes to town for the biggest home game of the year. That'll be fun. What time do, do we have a game time on that? Are they going to do? It is a two o'clock ESPN, and there is a good chance we'll get college game day for the ladies to come in for the game. And Ohio State lost again today, and LSU's been around three or four. It wouldn't surprise me if they fall into number two. Ray Tanner, Ray Tanner, if you're still listening. Uh, we know Ray Tanner listens. <laughs> if you are still listening, uh, two weeks from today, you need to open up the arena 
at least two hours before game time, maybe two and a half hours before game time. Oh, man. It did not turn into the UConn game where it was what? The lines were. Or was it, it Tennessee? UConn. It was Tennessee last year. That's right. Yeah, it wasn't UConn because we didn't play UConn. We canceled it. That's right. It, yeah. it probably would have been the same situation. Right. But just, it, it, I think it was the last home game of the season. Sounds right. Um, and. Everybody was trying to get there, and so and so game day was going to be an hour before before tip off, and, and they the only, fans couldn't get in, and they only opened up this, they only opened up the doors an hour and a half, and so everybody's standing outside just in line, blocks away. Uh, at least at least get some TVs out there so we can watch it in line. You you, you know like like that's that's yeah. Sumter, you you need to improve a lot of things. You know between. Ray Tanner's office, the yeah, SEC yeah. officials, the NCAA rules. Could, could I be a better athletic director than Ray Tanner? Right now? Yeah. Going in blind? Sure. Yes. That says something. <laughs> now, could you coach college baseball? No. Ray Tanner's probably a college, better college baseball coach than you. Am I a better baseball, college baseball coach than Gangston? Probably. How does he still have a job? Anyway, that's another rant for another day yeah, and we, another we, pod. We've done enough non-basketball chat well, on here. Well, guys, we have something to celebrate today. Today, this episode is the 50th episode and, and of we the saved, GBO pod. And we saved the celebration here to the end just so that those, because those of you that, that have been with us this whole time. just They've listened to a lot of complaining. Yeah, that's right. Uh, a lot of Frank hate. A lot of Frank hate. Still, they're still putting up with a lot of Frank hate. Correct. Yeah. Um, but it's fun to make it 50 over two seasons. We appreciate all of our listeners. And we've grown a lot this year, personally and listens-wise. Yeah. Anyway, shout out to all you guys that have stuck around with us. Yeah. And, uh, you, you know, friends of us, people we don't know, you, you know, like like we, we got nothing but love for you here on the GBO. Well, that's it for this week. Sorry if we complain too much, but sometimes watching the men, you got to complain so you don't have to go to therapy. Yeah, but no, it's it's been a positive week. And as Paris is getting upset and talking about and, and, and he, get, he, he keeps ta- talking about how he's building something like that could be true. He, you, you know, like like the, the, there is, you know, Gray and Jacoby are making progress. There's some pieces here. And Michi's can come back next yeah. year. Yeah, just just hit that transfer portal. Can we take a transfer portal now? Wouldn't mind a five-star transfer to come on in. We got a spot. (laughs) All right, we'll see you again next week. Go Cox. GBO out.